0: I hope you had a fantastic weekend. It is Monday, sometime in July. Trading camps are here. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. Maybe not the only daily NFL podcast in the whole world. I try to claim that. Somebody on iTunes says it's not true. Whatever. Uh, You know, you can go 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 fly down a river without a life jacket or something like that. Anyway, this is going to be a Mailbag, Super Friends Mailbag podcast, recorded the uh, the week before, as we've been apt to do lately during the summer, we found that people really enjoy this. So we're going to dive into some questions from listeners. A couple of notes. One, you should check out, because this is British Open Week, the Open Championship. Uh, golf will be on at 530 in the morning. It's the most glorious week of the year if you're a golf fan. And there's no better way to soak it all in than by listening to the First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter, uh, also hosted by my good friend, friend of the program, has appeared on this show, Chip Patterson. They do a great job breaking down the British Open and all the majors Check that out. Subscribe on iTunes, wherever else you get podcasts. Um, you can, uh, it should be available. I think I probably have like five shows this week, recapping each round and breaking things down for you. And if you need DFS help, go to sportsline.com and check that out or gambling help or whatever you want to do. If you need gambling help, call Ryan. He'll set you up with somebody. Uh, in the meantime, let's dive into some reviews five-star reviews as always if you leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts or itunes and you ask a question i guarantee you it will be answered at some point in the mailbag if you would like to send me a fantasy question i will email i will answer it via email i promise I i'll answer any and all uh questions and we will dive into some of those now i realize we got Shawn wagner mcguff ryan wilson john breach joining me um i realized i i Drafted that email and I meant to put the questions on the bottom and I didn't do it. So I apologize in advance. Are you guys prepared to answer the questions anyway?
1: Do we have a choice, Brinson? Not really. Classic Brinson, just suckering us into a place where we have no idea what's about to happen. Bring it's, it on, Will.
0: They're pretty basic, except for one guy who wanted us to play a weird game, but it, it was we'll, oh wait, wait. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, this is from Yo-Yo Tons via Apple Podcast. I think he's a Colts fan, like myself. Do you think Marlon Mack, if healthy, is a workhorse running back or maybe even top 10? I assume he means for fantasy purposes. He only played 12 games last year and almost put up 1K yards. Extrapolate that out. and He could have gotten 1,200 yards, 12 TDs in 16 games. Great production from a young back but gets no mentions. What do you all think? Go Colts. P.S. Can you give a shout-out to the Navy? I'm currently out to sea, deployed with the Navy, and listen to you guys every day. Wow. What a shout-out to uh, to uh, Yo-Yo Tuns for whatever and whatever his real name called steve for because he didn't leave a name on itunes thank you for your service thank you for listening to the podcast it is a truly an honor to uh be a part of your day as you're out there doing great things for our country um, feel free guys to give shout outs or uh maybe sean if you want to dive in on marlon mack there
2: um i will say that when earlier this offseason when i ranked the divisions by running backs um i had the afc south last that said i think this might be controversial. I think he's the best running back in the division. I would rather have him than Derrick Henry. Um,
0: and Leonard Fournette.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Lamar Miller. So yes, I think he has a chance to emerge as a star. Let's, I mean, do you guys think the Colts will run the ball more this year? I, I think you've mentioned that on the podcast, Sprintson. Yes. Um, I don't remember what the context was. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was sensational in, in 12 games. He mentioned it over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, I don't see anyone on this Colts depth chart that is going to steal too many touches away from him. I think he's pretty much the clear-cut best guy there. Uh, so yeah, I think he should be a high fantasy pick. Um, and I think he will, by the end of the year, be the best running back in the division by far.
0: Wow, I
1: agree with everything John just said. Passionate takes for, for passionate, the record.
0: Passionate takes from John and Ryan there on Marlon Mack. I uh, I'll I'll say this about Marlon Mack. He is maybe right now as we're doing drafts. Very early it's, it's in the middle of July. Um, he is maybe my number one target in all of my drafts for a guy that I want to own in every single league if possible. He was fantastic down the stretch. He was excellent in the playoffs uh, until they ran into you know some stuff in Kansas City in terms of weather and having to throw to come back from a, a big deficit. Uh, this is a guy who is a, a former high pick. Has a good pedigree, can be a guy who carries the load for that team. I don't think we've seen enough from Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines. Who I'm, a, I'm obviously a big fan of Hines, but he he's more of a, a satellite back and uh, an air back in Frank Reich's system. He's going to catch a lot of balls. They are going to try and alleviate and the the wear and tear on Andrew Luck's shoulder and the amount of times he has to throw by running Marlon Mack a ton. And I think Marlon Mack, in his third season at the age of 23 for the Indianapolis Colts, is a top five fantasy running back at the end of the year.
2: By the way, he was eighth in value per play, according to Football Outsiders as well. So,
1: I agree with Brinson. I think he's a dark horse. I think a lot of people, I think the Colts are just one of those small market teams that people kind of don't pay attention to, and so Marlon Mack kind of gets lost in the crowd. But you look at, say, someone like Saquon Barkley, he's going to be facing a loaded box because <laughs> Eli what Manning, Saquon who? Barkley. Saquon? Okay. So,
0: Saquon? I've been in Paris for four weeks. It's I, the French. I'm, I'm trying to get the French out of
1: my system. Uh, so you should you try. Have, you know,
0: you know how to get the French out of your system.
1: Oh God, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> that was a courtesy laugh, but that's that was kind of funny.
0: That's a dad joke. That's
1: it a was good. a Brinson
3: card. He laughed at his own that's job. A He's a great like dad joke. I never thought
1: I'd laugh at a Brinson dad Dude, joke. He but here I am.
0: Uh, I, I came up with that on the fly. That was pretty funny.
1: But Barkley is someone that's who's going to be facing a loaded box every single play because Eli Manning can't throw a football. Whereas Marlon Mack is the complete opposite. We talked about Melvin Gordon on Friday. He's someone in a similar situation where because the Chargers offense is so wide open, Phillip Rivers can throw the ball, you don't see the same kind of defenders in the box. So I think someone like Marlon Mack is going to have a huge year because the Colts have the capability to throw the ball, and so teams can't just plan to defend to stop Mack.
3: Also have a good
2: run-blocking offensive line, and that obviously matters.
3: I don't have anything to say about Marlon Mack. Or, Sequan Barkley, but I do want to thank Sequan for his service. Uh, my dad was in the, in the Marine Corps for 20 years, so he doesn't love Navy people, but he did take two cruises on Navy ships. So thank you, Steve, for your part in that.
0: Awesome. Okay. Moving along. Another, uh, we had this kind of this question before, but you know, it's asked on Apple podcast app on iTunes, so we'll answer it again. Um, Roly at Curry via Apple podcast asks, longtime listener and longtime tortured Dolphins fan from Alaska. Does Josh Rosen have a chance to be the Dolphins' true franchise quarterback? Why or why not?
3: Did not we get in trouble the last time we talked about Josh Rosen? <laughs> is this what you? I think
0: it's. I think a segment had to go and
2: be deleted. Because is this when you said? Ryan- that,
0: is this when you said DP?
3: Dan Patrick, indeed. Oh, okay.
2: By the way, did you guys see that photo of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen that the team released in their uniforms and how they both look completely miserable? And no. Well, yeah. you guys should go. Look
0: that up. Yeah, our, bo- I, um, our, bo- our boss Eric K. had a good tweet. It was like, before Brooklyn, after Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like one <laughs> that is distribution.
3: It is actually pretty good. Look, I, like I said last week, I, I have the highest of hopes for Josh Rosen, but he was in a terrible situation in Arizona. This, is a, this might be a worse situation in Miami. That team is terrible, absolutely terrible. I was um, on CBS Sports HQ, for instance.
0: Our twenty four seven streaming sports network available only on Apple. Available everywhere on Apple.
3: Okay. And I was talking about Xavier Howard, who's the highest paid cornerback, and for good reason. That team, that defense ranked twenty fifth last year according to Football Outsiders. That team is terrible. They're going to be worse this year. I just don't know how Josh Rosen has success. I hope he does. But when they win three games, we're going to be talking about Tua and Herbert and all the other quarterbacks that are going to be first uh, in the fight for the first overall pick.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, any other takes on Josh Rosen? I'm on the record as saying I think that Josh Rosen will be the Dolphins franchise quarterback. Still wouldn't be surprised if they drafted somebody. I think he'll be better than people think. And I think he was better than people think last year. So I have, uh, quasi high hopes for Josh Rosen. Let me, ask- I
1: am agreeing with Brent on everything. Sorry, Wilson. The Marlon Mack and, and you look, the, the Dolphins offense might be okay. They have Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker. Uh we got
2: into the Devontae Parker argument
1: last week. I'm not saying that? Devontae Parker is a great receiver. I'm saying that he has people to throw to. Kenyon Drake from two seasons ago, if he comes back to that form, so the 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 offense has potential. I'm not saying Josh Rosen is going to be great, but I could see him being better than people think he's gonna be, and I think people think he's gonna be trash. So it's not much it's not difficult to be better than trash.
3: Speaking of Devontae Parker, while you were living it up in Paris, uh, Brinson was making the case that Devontae Parker's gonna have a better season than Sammy Watkins next year. How do you feel about that? Uh,
1: I mean,
0: <laughs> Brinson is riding the
1: Rosen train hard, clearly. I don't know if I would go that far. I wouldn't go that far. It's just crazy talk. Sammy Watkins
0: uh, just hasn't been good. He has one, he has two seats. Since- and he's had terrible guys thrown on the football. He said he, he's never healthy and he's, he's averaged the last three years, guys. He's averaged 514 receiving yards per year. That's garbage. This guy's making 15 million a year. Get out of here with this crap. 16. Is it 16? Get out of here with this crap.
1: What if Tyree Kill suspended for four games? Then do you change your prediction, Brenton?
0: Uh, no. Not Sammy Watkins is hurt. Devontae Parker breakout coming, baby. Um, okay. Uh, next up. Anyway, we're, some of us are bullish on on uh, Josh Rosen. Ryan hates him. I love uh, him. Let's see. This is from... Oh, uh, Steve Crawford via email had multiple questions. Whatever. We'll fill the void here. Uh, one, he asked me about burial beer in North Carolina. It is my favorite beer in North Carolina. Ryan has had it. You went to the tap room, didn't you? I have a t-shirt. A burial beer t-shirt. Their cans are crazy. They're full of like... Like, like, it's like, it's like Sean's brain designed the artwork because it's so unhappy and full of like death scenes and like. Well, listening
3: to, uh, yeah. emo on fast forward.
0: Yeah. It's like emo death metal. Um, but their beer is delicious. All their IP, IPAs are fantastic. Their burial skillet stout, skillet donut stout is the best stout I've ever had. Uh, and it gets you jacked up, which is pretty cool. Uh, he also asked in follow, a follow up email as after I was talking to him about, um, we're going to do two of his questions. One, who is Ryan's favorite Steelers defender of all time? Well, that's a good question.
3: Um, I mean, Rod Woodson's an obvious choice. Like, I, I, JJ Cooper, who is at Baseball America, he and I used to do a Steelers blog back in the day, but he is a Steelers historian. I think he has every game on tape going back to the early seventies. So he would be able to weigh in on the guys in the seventies. I didn't watch it then, but I like Rod Woodson a lot more recently. I mean, it's hard not to love James Harrison. Um, we know Ike Taylor a little bit. He's awesome. Like, he's hysterical. He was a fourth round pick that was a running back in, in college It sort of turned into a, a really good cornerback. Um, and of course my guy B Mac, we can't let, uh, let any conversation go without talking about Brian McFadden, but, um, old school, I think at least old school for me to be Rod Woodson.
2: No, Paul Mullen and,
1: uh, Oh, yeah,
3: that's a, that's a, thank you. Mean Joe green.
1: He gave that kid Coke, man. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs>
3: Coke, Coke. This, this is
0: a family podcast. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah. Troy's a, a, a huge oversight on my part. I apologize. Um, Troy.
0: And, uh, Steve also asked, this is not exactly the same kind of football question. Who would the super friends prefer marry their hypothetical sister in order? You have to rank
3: Ugh. these
0: five guys. Sean, My sister's
3: a missionary. So that actually takes the pressure off me.
0: I don't have a sister. So John um,
3: has several sisters. Oh, you guys Sean, all have sisters. That's
0: yeah. great. I don't I have a brother. I don't
2: want to answer this question. The answer is none.
0: Here, here are the, here are your choices. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were ranking the Super Friends. Oh, I
3: thought I'm on the like Super Friends, like oh. me.
1: <laughs> like when I want, right. Wilson, Sean, or Brinson to marry yeah, exactly. my sister. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, right, there's
0: another marriage game coming up in a minute. Uh, ben oh, Ben Roethlisberger, John Fox, Johnny Manziel, Vontez Perfect, or Adam, uh, G- or Adam this Gase? This is a messed
3: up question. I know. Who, was really
0: the, la- who was the last one? Adam Gase.
3: Oh, my God. No. Wait, John, I John
1: just... Fox was on that list? Yeah. Probably John Fox. Yeah, I'd probably go John Fox. Or Adam Gates, to be honest. I mean, I, went, I, to I fix- went to college with Ben Roethlisberger, so I'm gonna go John Fox.
0: John Fox would be fun to have at like family events where he's like telling stories and pounding Coors Light. But so very- if anything went wrong, he'd blame you. He's well, <laughs> <laughs> he'd bring Jimmy Clausen, so that'd be cool. Um you know, he has, uh, he's wealthy, um stable, you know, like, you know, he's, he's built up a nice, uh, uh, level of wealth. Like he's not, I'd be like, Johnny Manziel, like, you don't know how he's going to support. Like, was he going to do it all via Instagram? John Fox is set for life, and frankly, he might not last that much longer.
3: Oh, good Lord. That took a turn.
1: I mean, you don't always get a good brother in already w- looking at the insurance plan for his imaginary sister marrying oh, John Fox, who's going to die at 60. I'm saying, so, I'm saying sometimes... I'm
2: staying out of this discussion.
0: Sometimes you draw. Sometimes you get a bad draw on a brother-in-law, and you're looking to get out of it early. John Fox is your best option there, if, if he oh turns out he's God. a jerk. Uh, All right, what's
2: the next question? Well, you, <laughs> None you know, of us wants to touch this question. I, I, fine, give us some pretty bad choices.
0: I think that's the goal. I would say, uh in order, uh John Fox... Adam Gase stops there.
3: It stops after John. That, Paul. That's good.
0: Has
2: Perfect have been, had has Perfect had any off the field issues, or is it just that he goes for people's heads in the middle of games? Because he's not playing football with my sister.
0: <laughs> so the next, think, moving, moving on to the next question. Perfect is number three. Then okay, perfect number three. Um. <laughs> everybody's really ducking? Sean things. goes
1: from "I'm not touching that question." To "I want my sister to marry Vontez." I Perfect. don't
0: want to touch Wagner the, McGuff. Uh, Colin want my sister to marry Vontez. Perfect. Um,
3: Sean family. Wagner
0: McBerfic. Ooh, here's our one star rating of the week review. Their rating is cooked. One star says Lemming six two one. They bash people to give one star reviews. Tell people to not to just not listen if they don't like the show. Promise to answer questions only if you leave a five star review. Shady. Okay. Host goes off on too many tangents. Confirm. Acknowledging people complain about it. Sure. And keeps on doing it. Yep. Only daily football podcasts, but only five minutes of content wrapped in a 30 to 60 minute podcast. Uh, I mean, it's hard to find really anything that's false here. Uh, again, if you don't like the podcast, don't listen. There's lots of podcasts, millions of them go listen, not only one daily NFL podcast. So, you know, you pick your poison pal. Um, if you want to, you take time out of your day to leave a one-star review. That you can, that can be you. Uh, the other, the other bone I would pick here is like it's freaking the middle of July, so we're trying to have some fun and not go through the staid, uh, old, tired. You know, read every single headline and just bore ourselves to death. We're trying to have a little fun. Yeah, that
3: brings up a good point, though. I wonder how many people hate listening to this podcast.
0: <laughs> I was wondering that too. Like, who, who's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Princeton today. I hate it. So like, what are you doing? Like, what? Why would you do that? Do you hate do you guys do you guys hate listening to anything?
3: Uh no. The only thing I, I sort of I hate read through Twitter and I get mad at myself for reading people's tweets that make me angry and I just sure. like what am I doing?
0: Um my wife used to listen to uh Rush Limbaugh and like her only forms of like political things she would listen to were Rush Limbaugh and John Stewart on the Daily Show. It's like she may be bipolar, I don't know.
1: I, I hate watch Christmas Hallmark movies. <laughs> That's not a joke.
2: I'm like, Ryan, I go through people on Twitter who I hate every once in a while and I catch up on all their bad tweets and it makes me mad.
3: Right, you get angry and you don't know why you're angry. Well, you know why you're angry. You don't know why you spent the
2: time. Well, I go and seek it out because I just, I need to know what nonsense they've been tweeting.
0: Um, All right, after That's when you mute, Branson. That's right, exactly, mute me. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to wrap up this mailbag.
2: Robert
1: Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
0: Okie dokie, mailbag time. As a reminder, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a five-star review, you can ask any question, including what's Sean's social security number? And we will get you the answer, at the very least, the first digit, which is five. Um, <laughs> How
2: many Z- of you remember that?
0: Because <laughs> uh, it was it freaked me out because I'm a 2 Rod uh, Zrod10 via Apple Podcasts asks. Apparently, he's a multi-time reviewer, a multi-time question asker. I asked the movie question last time. Thanks for answering. Now I just feel bad for Sean. Oh,
2: before Poor- we get to the question, I went to a movie for the first time in a few weeks after we did that podcast, and it was the worst crowd I've had in like a year. I was like, people were listening to the podcast, showed up to my theater and were purposely laughing the entire time and like talk, whispering amongst each other. You can't laugh,
0: you can't laugh in a movie?
2: No, they weren't laughing at jokes. They were like snickering among, they were laughing at Sean. And then there was a a dad with a young, with a young boy, which I have a little bit more sympathy towards that. And the boy just straight up at one point during the movie goes, I don't want to see this movie. And I was like, just take him. What are you doing dad?
0: What movie was it? Yesterday. Oh, how was that?
2: I actually liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was a... If you just go in with your expectations of it being just a fun little rom-com um, with yeah, Why would you
3: take a, a little kid to that?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the little kid's going to appreciate the the Beatles music, but I thought it was better than most rom-coms in large part because it had the Beatles as its only soundtrack.
3: The kid thought it was going to be about bugs, and they're talking about Beatles.
0: I am here for Sean. I'm going to clip that. It's a fun little rom-com. Um, <laughs> that's going to be like your intro music. It's a fun little rom-com. Um. Quiet. Anyway, this he says, is Sean. Yeah. Anyway, he says now I feel bad for Sean, poor guy. Although his top twenty-five under twenty-five ranking was awful, give him a break. Anyway, did Bronson? <laughs> Bronson. Um. <laughs> did Bronson get drunk when the U.S. Women's National Team went won win the title? Um. Yes. Oh, eating like he was. I was. uh I was. Um. At the players' retreat in uh, Raleigh. Eating what is lunch. that? A bar? Yeah, it's a bar restaurant, local watering hole uh kids eat free on Sundays and so i went with uh me and my wife and my son and uh two of our friends and they're two twins who are Robbie's age and we all watched the the women's national team final and the whole bar was packed cheering for uh america we me and my brother came too and we slammed a couple of pitchers so cool. that was exciting also what is everyone's secret talent i'll i'll start my secret talent is um is a terrible one i can catch I can throw goldfish, crackers, like six feet in the air and catch them with my mouth.
3: I don't think that's true because during the Super Bowl, you and Prisco couldn't figure out how to do the beanie baby toss or whatever that was. I was you blindfolded. Got- <laughs> I was blindfolded. You- hit
0: in the face. <laughs> yeah, you got hit in the face. <laughs> Well, I was blindfolded. And that's not a goldfish cracker.
2: The best content H Q has ever produced, by the way, is Frisco throwing something at, at Brinson's face, and then Brinson <laughs> acting is... like he's actually pissed at it.
1: it
0: oh, I, well, I was legitimately it, no, it was like a little metal piece that like hit my hit my tooth. It hurt like <laughs> crap. Um. Anyway, uh, Breach, we know what your secret talent is, Dexter. Um, what is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
3: was that was uh, yeah, that was great.
0: Uh, just kidding, Breach, what's your secret talent? Uh,
1: not involving drinking wine it is it is handstands i can do a handstand
0: wow for handstands.
1: an exceptionally long time and probably walk about 50 yards on my hands people are shocked whenever we'll be watching summer gymnastics and they'll do crazy handstands I'm like that's not that hard they'll be like do one then i'll do one and then uh people are pretty much in disbelief so if you ever see me out in public and you ask me to do a handstand, I might do it, and I guarantee I will be able to walk further than you on my hands. Are you, is
3: that because your arms are four inches long?
1: <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. That yeah. would actually make it harder, Ryan. If John
0: if you saw John do a handstand barefoot and it turned out he had hands for feet, would that surprise you? No. Uh that's an incredible talent though. That's pretty cool. Sean, what's um and going to Rogue One is not a talent. What's your uh, <laughs> what's your secret talent?
3: I own a lightsaber. <laughs> Uh, by the way, by the I way, do you, guys do you want my buddy,
0: do you want my buddy Ryan Lindsay to, to mail you that sword? Ryan, uh, who lives in, uh, in, in Raleigh, I played tennis with him, um, on Wednesday night. He has a replica long claw Game of Thrones sword and he wants to know if Sean wants it.
2: I mean, yeah, I would take it, but, uh, and I appreciate the offer, but I'm probably not going to send him the six packs and pay for the shipping and all that.
0: It's like a 40 pound sword or something.
2: I'm going to spend will-
3: 30 bucks for that
0: sword.
2: It's, a 350,
0: it's $350 on HBO.com.
2: i probably, if it was Needle, I'd probably do it. No, oh oh, of I, course. I think it's the fact that it's Long Claw. Alright, what's it's...
0: your, what's your secret talent?
2: If I told you guys, it would not be a secret, so I'm gonna take the fence. You played in a band.
0: Tell, tell us what the secret talent
3: is. Is that a secret? You won't tell us the name John, of the band.
0: John's answer was perfect. He can do handstands and walk on his hands. It's a great secret talent. What's yours? Like people, now you don't have to be like your secret, but like, what is, what is your surprising talent that people will, like you would tell them and they'd be like, oh, it's
2: Well, I'm not good at that many things. Um, amen. (laughs) I'm very, I'm, uh, I'm good at soccer. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a secret talent.
3: (laughs) And Sean wonders why he's single.
1: You You can run run 40 yards faster than Brinson. That's not a talent though. I mean, it takes some talent or Brinson doesn't have any talent. It's one of the other Sean. That's, it's the uh, latter.
0: Ryan, Ryan, what's your secret talent?
3: Uh, I can juggle. I don't know if that's a secret talent.
0: Yes, that's a secret that talent. Yes, that's a perfect talent.
3: Yeah, secret I can talent. juggle with a soccer ball. But oh, now I, you're stealing uh,
0: Ryan's secret talent? Yeah, and juggling with a soccer ball is not a secret talent. That's just playing soccer.
3: I can also, and I had to think about this, and I haven't done this in probably 30 years. I don't even know if you guys, you guys know break dancing, but I don't know if you know. Do you know any of the break dancing moves?
0: Uh, no, but you're going to be doing that at the summit when we go down to four, oh, oh,
3: I don't right. know if I might hurt myself, but I can do the Donald Duck. I right. mean, you know Donald Duck?
0: I mean, I know it. I
3: Let me see if, if I, God knows if I Google it in something else. I, I apologize. <laughs> I mean,
0: Donald Duck, the Donald Duck is usually when you're walking around with a t shirt and no pants on.
3: <laughs> see, here we go. Um, it's when you're like, uh, I have to show you, I'll show you the summit. Okay. It's, but, uh, yeah, so juggling and, and breakdancing.
0: Okay. All right. Sean Sean can kick a soccer ball, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't have a – look, I'm very upfront. I don't have a secret talent. Sean's
3: sister was the uh women's coach at Notre Dame. Sean's talent, I can kick a soccer ball.
0: How many times can you juggle a soccer ball consecutively without it hitting the ground?
2: Right now, I mean, it's probably not. Probably like 20 or 30. I'm not – I haven't been doing it very much. Back in like when I played, I remember like it was a big deal to get to 100. Um So I could do that, but that was a long time ago back when I actually practiced.
3: I don't
0: really practice anymore. Well, that was depressing. Uh all right. Uh Truly and utterly. Nathan Tara via email. Hey Will, big fan of the show and glad you're doing more mailbags. For each member of the podcast, KFM do you guys know KFM? Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: Kill Mary number
0: Kill F Mary, the other members of the podcast. I, I assume we'll go three for three killing Ryan. Wow! that took a turn
3: as well. I actually replied. Ah. I
0: actually replied back to him. I was like, "That's kind of surprising." I was like. I feel pretty strongly that, like, Ryan would be three for three on Mary because he's the most stable. And, like, you know, if you're picking somebody. <laughs> I'm picking Ryan to Mary as well. hundred percent. Yeah.
3: This is like the. Uh, I feel the, like it's
0: three for three on murder me and three for three on Mary Ryan.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. Sweet Are we husband.
2: all in agreement? Mary Ryan. Or Mary Ryan murder. Prince Princeton. Princeton, Princeton. <laughs> F. Breach. I feel like we're all. So, That's how I would do it.
3: <laughs> That's another sound bite.
2: I answer the questions, Ryan. Uh, Ryan.
0: What kind you're... of
3: rom-com was it?
2: <laughs> it's a nice little rom-com.
3: Nice little rom-com.
0: So that means you, uh that would actually put you in the position, Ryan, of, what a... oh, I... you can't marry yourself, so what would you, we need Yeah, to I got to
3: figure who I'm going to marry. Yeah. Uh, I can't marry you, Brinson. That would just that wouldn't no, work out. Especially you're if, gonna if, pick breach. Then you then you, you the deserted island. If
0: you'd married me, it'd be a two for one. A marry and a murder.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> would be on I would be Dateline in two weeks. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. You're, you're probably murdering me. So you got to pick with your your uh, marrying. You got to pick oh. marry or marry or make love to Sean or. I John. don't
3: know if I want to lay with Sean in the biblical sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I can't believe we're talking about this. Oh, I can't either. Sweet um, mercy in the daytime.
0: Um, so I think Ryan and I both agree. It's murder, Sean, and um, breach. <laughs> breach, apparently you win title of sexiest super friend. Of the yeah, year, so <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right, one more. This is football-related, sort of. It's a uh dra- fantasy football draft question. Teddy Kallenberg v. email. I don't even know if he meant this to be a mailbag question, but I think it's actually a good jumping-off point for some discussion about what to do at the top of the draft. Uh, so I hold the third pick in my draft this year, and I'm torn between the running backs. I assumed going into it my choices would be between CMC, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. However, after talking to the guys picking first and second off the record, and by the way, if you're third, if you're the guy who picks third and you're in a league with your friends, call them up and start chatting to the guys at first and second and find out what they're going to do to make sure you know what your, your plan is. Uh, if you're fifth, do some work. Find out what you're going to be looking at. He says, I know they are leaning Kamara and c at one and two respectively. I almost always whiff on my first-round pick. Last year, I picked Lev Bell second overall, and the year before, I picked David Johnson second overall. I know Saquon is who I should be leading, especially in PPR, but given my history of taking the consensus choice and having it not pan out, as well as Saquon being on a much poorer offense, is Zeke the better choice? Or is it Saquon' ceiling just that much higher than Zeke's to warrant the risk? I left a five-star review and I really enjoyed listening to the podcast. So it'd be awesome. Oh, he did want it. So it'd be awesome to hear you guys debate this on there. Thanks for the time. Uh, Sean, I'll defer to you here as the, uh, other primary fantasy football strategist, uh, uh, whatever the word Strategist. Uh, strategist. Thank you. Strategist. Um, I just
2: want to point out that this guy who asked the question said that he found out what the first two picks are going to do off the record. And then he proceeded to tell the entire internet on the podcast what they're going to do. Um, I would still take Saquon. Um, I would be a little bit worried that if the Cowboys are thinking about signing Zeke long term, if they ease up on his workload a bit, um, whereas Saquon's in year two, who else is Eli going to be throwing the ball to? Um, the Cowboys have a little bit more weapons now that they have Amari Cooper. They uh, drafted one, or two running backs. Um. So I would just be a little bit concerned that Zeke's workload could decrease just
0: a little bit. Um, I'll say this: I think that I hope I don't blow. I hope I don't blow the one and two picks for him by mentioning this. But he's third, so it doesn't matter. Like he's going to get one of like he's going to get McCaffrey or Kamara either way. They're both good picks. I think taking McCaffrey or Kamara, even in full PPR, over Barkley or Zeke Elliott is not leagues. It's not. You're not going to kill your team, but it's, you're getting a little cute with it. Zeke Elliott, when you look at his numbers, led the league in rushing yards, rush attempts, and yards per game as a rookie. In 2018, he led the league in rush attempts, rushing yards, and rushing yards per game. Um, and was one of the best running backs in football. Had 381 touches. Didn't really, you know, 370s, the football outsider's number. But, it, you know, he, bon- but it was a lot of receptions. Um Second year, he led the league in rushing yards per game, was suspended six games, uh, only played 15 games, as Heath Cummings pointed out in this podcast a few weeks ago. If he plays a full 16 games and the Cowboys are in a com- com- competitive race in week 17, uh, Zeke is gonna, might go over 2,000 rushing yards. He, last year, 77 catches. That's more than he had in his first two years combined. He's turned into an all-around dominant player, and I think that his floor is higher than Saquon Barkley's with a an equivalent ceiling, unless Barkley just goes bananas and Eli Manning is better and the offense is better without Odell Beckham, which is possible. So I, I don't hate either guy. Um, I might go Ezekiel Elliott, though, just because of what he brings to the table on an offense that should be much better. Uh, your thoughts, Ryan Wilson? I agree. As always. Although he's
3: called a Saquon.
0: Saquon. Uh, Saquon. Ezekiel, Elliot, uh, who are you taking, John Breach? Uh, you know,
1: I, I thought when you started this discussion that Elliot was the obvious answer just because of how often the Cowboys give him the football. I mean, he had over 300 carries last year. He's the only person in the NFL had over 300 carries. Barkley only had 261, and he was second. So, Zeke literally had 40 more carries than the next closest person. So, it seems obvious, but, like... If Eli Manning's the Giants' starter, his favorite thing to do is literally just dump the ball off to the closest person, who is always Barkley, and I think that Barkley actually led the NFL in total yards last year, if I'm not mistaken. So just because the Giants seem to be running with Eli, and Eli just is a scaredy cat and will be giving – he doesn't want to get hit. We all know that. I think Barkley's going to have a lot of catches. Obviously, he's going to get the ball a lot uh, on the ground, so I go with Barkley.
0: All right. Um, I think that does it for all the... Real, uh, real quick, real yeah, quick. Sorry, I no, just no. want to
2: point out that there was a uh, three straight podcast now. There was a five-star review that asked me a question that you've ignored, um, but we can save it for the next one. But
0: no, no, no. What is it? What was it? Whoa. Just want to that out. Just is, it on, is it on iTunes?
2: Yeah. It's from July 2nd. Five-star oh. review. He even said the Pick 6 podcast is an excellent mix of... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold hold, hold, on, hold on, hold, hold
0: on, I, I missed it when I was going back. I apologize. Um Oh, uh, I, I missed that on the last one. I apologize. You're right. I should have read that. Wow. I, I didn't even see it until I scroll down. Um, I'm going to read it because it would sound like you were making it up if I didn't read it. Uh, this is from JB and Timp-Easy. Mm, sounds like a made-up name. Sean is too young to be a hardcore brand-new fan is the title of this review. I'm not even kidding, Ryan. Uh, Sean, colon, Top five brand-new songs ranked with a short explanation of your methodology. <laughs> the Pick 6 podcast is an excellent mix of player news and rankings, fantasy outlook, and betting picks. It's a great daily podcast. There's a good balance of insight and quality, banded between the host and guests. Sean is too young to be a hardcore brand-new fan. Prove me wrong. Just You just found – did you see – I don't know how recently you saw this, but bang out your uh, top five brand-new songs uh, one to five with a quick explanation as to why.
2: Um, One, DeGausser. Okay. Two, Limousine. No, we
0: got to explain why with each one. Quick.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll explain why at the end. Okay. Um, three, Same Logic Teeth. Four, You Won't Know. Uh, The fifth one was a little bit hard. I had like five or six songs I wanted to choose from. I went with Luca. Uh, as J- JB will easily see, I favor pretty much every single song off The Devil and Gunner Raging Inside Me, which is my favorite album of all time. Um, and for that fifth spot, I wanted to pick a bunch of other songs off that album. Um, basically I need, I need some yelling. Um, I don't like their early stuff nearly as much as far as his claim about, I'm too young to be a hardcore brand new fan. I just want to say it's not my fault. I was born in 1992. That's just, you know, that's just how it happened. And so I got into brand new when I was in eighth grade. So when I was about 13 or 14 and I started playing guitar to play at the talent show in my, uh, in my band that we would become. And so I learned the quiet things that no one ever knows on bass so I could play on that show. Um, and then the first time I saw them live was also in 2006, 2007, which is right when The Devil and God came out. And I was very much at that age a fan of their earlier stuff and the pop punk stuff. And I was pretty disappointed when I went to see them live and they weren't playing all that. Uh, that said, that show is what turned me into the huge fan I am today. I have seen them 11 times live. I've seen them in multiple countries. I have Whoa. gone, I've gone to Canada to go see them. Uh, I've seen them in Seattle when I lived in Seattle. I've seen them in the Bay Area multiple times. I flew, I flew to Chicago, um, to go see them. Uh, my first ever date, like in my life was at a impromptu brand new acoustic show when they were stuck in Seattle when a flight to Alaska got canceled and they posted on MySpace that they were playing a secret show. In Alaska? No, they were trying to go to Alaska to play a couple shows because they'd never been to Alaska. And there was volcanic activity um, at the airport in Alaska. So their flight got canceled. So they were just stuck in Seattle before they flew back to New York. And so they posted on MySpace that they were playing, like, a middle-of-the-day set acoustic at some small venue in Seattle. I happened to check MySpace that day. Um, that was actually the day I signed up for Facebook because I remember they had, like, a Facebook event um, that you needed the information. I, I drove down to Seattle. I had just got my license. I was 16. Um, and I waited in line all day uh got tickets, had to drive all the way back to my little suburb, pick up this girl that I was just starting to see for the first time in my life, and then drive back to the venue um so they've uh they've been a big part of my life for a long time, and yes, I got started about six years too late, six years other eighteen years, but I was a pretty big fan for about twelve years there and uh the last thing I'll say is I was just at a wedding for one of my best friends growing up. And uh when we were growing up in high school we used to whenever we'd get drunk, we would the night would inevitably end with us playing Soko on guitar and, and singing that all together. And we tried to get it played at the wedding. Um DJ did not have it, so then my friends and I, <laughs> I when completely
3: <laughs> Of course he didn't have it. When we were uh
2: completely all my friends and I were blasted and they played the last song, people were filing out. We all just sang it at the top of our lungs, and I didn't remember it until the next day until people showed us photos of us all doing it.
3: Branson, let me ask you this: Would you rather go to a brand new concert with this dummy, or would you rather go see Britney Spears and Breach? Uh that's easy.
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, Sean will
3: get angry at you if you don't like the songs he likes. If you're talking, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to stand next to Branson at this concert. (laughs)
0: I've seen. I I mean. uh, had, I don't want to
3: see Brittany with John. Look, I've seen, i
0: right. I've seen, I mean, look, I appreciate Sean's, I don't, I'm not a huge brand new guy. I try to listen to him when Sean first started telling us about him. Uh, but I do appreciate his fandom and the amount of uh, energy and dedication that he puts into it because as someone who is, went out to Colorado to see widespread panic, uh, has flown to Chicago, Boston, uh, New York and a bunch of other places to see fish, uh, you know, I get it. Like it's, uh, it's cool to have a, a band that you like that much and, uh but still I'd go to Britney Spears if answer your question. Uh um,
1: I would just like to note that I watched Britney from the front row. I only knew twenty percent of the <laughs> songs, but I was highly
0: entertained the whole time.
3: Boom.
0: Uh all right, that'll do it for this podcast. What a what a delightful little uh, monologue by uh by Sean Wagner up there in terms of <laughs> I feel of, like he'd
3: go on for two more
0: hours. Uh, that's yeah, why that he only a, gets one mailbag
1: question every six months.
0: Suffice to say, uh JB is not gonna probably not gonna question the um Sean's bona fides when it comes to brand new from now on. I would assume, right? Like, I mean, who's out here faking it as a brand new fan? Feels like there's better Yeah, fans. I mean, I'm, I'm
2: still. Star- I've got a whole wall of all their, like, stuff. Let's like, see
0: it, let's see it. Just turn your computer.
3: He's been waiting two years for us to ask Holy to look at crap!
0: This. That is a bunch of brand new stuff. Wow, there's a tennis Yeah,
2: I thing. recently bought a, a lyric card that they were handing out four years ago at a couple shows for 60 bucks off of Reddit, actually.
3: Where's the uh, life-size Aria doll?
0: That, in the mail. They Ryan, don't make that, actually. Ryan's, Ryan's, I'm surprised Ryan's first indication wasn't like, you're was like, I recently bought a $60 lyric peering off Reddit. He's like, ah, he's kids, kids. Um, well, he won't buy the sword, but he'll buy that. Are you playing tennis? I saw a tennis racket there.
2: Yeah, I played uh on Monday, and I think I'm going to play again on Saturday. I got one friend who. Rematch. plays.
0: Maybe we need to play tennis in Fort Lauderdale.
2: I feel like you would probably beat, my. so my friend played in high school, and he consistently beats me. I can take games and maybe a set off of him, but. No, I think it'd be a
0: good good match then. I mean, I'm out of shape and slower. I've got
2: low back pain right now, though, so it's a little bit tough for me.
0: Low T. Ryan's got low T, you've got low back pain. We all got problems to deal with. Um, I don't know why I took that low T shot at you, Ryan. Sorry. I know. What does that mean? It's a low testosterone joke. Oh, it's, yeah. it's an old person joke. Uh, all right, let's yeah. get out of here. This has been a fun podcast. We'll be back later this week. I think we're going to talk to BMAC, uh, maybe top five uh, sneaky breakout offenses and defenses. And, of course, uh, Pete Briscoe will be, I think, joining us from Denver. You guys are the best. Talk to you soon.